the One Two Football Podcast. The voices of tomorrow here today. Hey guys, welcome back to the One Two Football Podcast. I'm Nathan, and today we're putting together our team of Euro 2020. As usual, I'm here with Ollie and Kieran. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm good. I think it's been, what, a week, two weeks or whatever since the last podcast? It's yeah. been a bit of a while. New house, so hopefully the Wi-Fi's um, better, but, you know, it's been a bit weird at the minute. But, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Excited for tonight. For when, for our tonight, anyway, not when it goes out. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm probably a bit more nervous excited, I'd say, just because I think the expectation is slightly on us a little bit. Um, and that's worrying, because I think the expectation was probably on us against Croatia. So, I hope we don't get a repeat. Yeah. Um, I mean... Hopefully, hopefully, we'll, hopefully we'll be. What if this goes out on Friday? We'll have a we'll have a final on Sunday to look forward to. I mean, we've, we're putting together our team in a tournament based on sort of performances. This isn't us like doing building a team like we have previously that are trying to win games or trying to build the best team. It's the top players that have just impressed the most, fitting into a formation that that suits them and building putting together a team of the season. Team of the season? I can't speak already. This is a horrible start to the podcast. Hopefully England don't have a bad start like this tonight. But let's get into it. Well, we might as well start here in goalkeeper, you know, in the first part of it. So this is probably the most shock, the most like shocking player that I picked in mine in my goal. Um, he did go out, I'm pretty sure it was in the quarterfinals, with an absolute smashing of 4-0 loss. But... Danny Ward's my goalkeeper because he's really shocked me in this tournament. I thought in the group stages he's played really well. I didn't actually watch the game when they knocked out and they got absolutely hammered. I know that. <laughs> so, you know, it goes to them. These guys are laughing already. But he really surprised me. And Kieran and me spoke about Ward in it and when it was in the group stages. And we both said how he had shocked us and he played very well. So, if Kieran said anything but that now, then, you know, he's a uh, snake. But, no, he well, just me. Um, me. I'm going to go with the one that's won the Golden Glove. Um, already before the semi-final. Um, it's hard to look past a goalkeeper that's not conceded a goal as we speak. Obviously, if anyone concedes tonight, unless England get absolutely worked, then he won't have conceded too many. I just don't think you can look past Jordan Pickford. I think Danny Ward had a, a decent tournament, of course, and did well, probably better than expect- ex- expected. <laughs> um, and, it, you know what? Doesn't, he, he doesn't play for Leicester that often. I don't, think, I don't think he had a loan spell for a while now. But, for me, I mean, Pickford, I mean, I think people were worried about Pickford going into the tournament and he's, he's completely delivered. It's that calmness that perhaps, I think people were a bit harsh on him last season. He had a bad start, but as Everton kind of got worse in the attacking areas, they got better at the back and Pickford was, was the main man for them in a while. Kept him in a lot of games when they were struggling. So, and he's brought that form over. He always seems to be better for England. Now that's the, maybe a bit of a silly tape, but he always just seems to be more composed. He's got better defenders in front of him. And I think we've seen the best of Pickford, that kind of, once it's channeled, that passion and aggression that he has is so brilliant for, for a country. If you're going purely off of, you know, performances, then I completely agree. Pickford is 100% being the best goalie in the tournament, you know, because he hasn't conceded. But I'm doing my team based off of, you know, who shocked me, who's probably overperformed, who, you know, not necessarily just down to performances. So that's why Ward's in my team. No, by no means is he being the best goalkeeper. But for me, he has been one of the best that I didn't expect. So that's why he's made my team. And plus, if I went with Pickford on it, on it uh, Don Loom or whatever, it'll be the same. But Danny Ward really shocked me, so he's in mind. What's yours, Kieran? 
Well, I, I back you with what you say with Ward in that he shocked you because he shocked me as well. For someone who hasn't played much club football, you know, he was making a lot of saves and important ones at that. Um, but like Nathan said, I think when you've got someone there who hasn't conceded a goal all tournament and already won the Golden Glove before they've even completed in the semi-final, it's got to be Jordan Pickford for me. Um, when you think about kind of the saves he's made, the only ones that really stand out to me is the one against Havertz against, uh, against Germany and the one against Scotland. Um, he hasn't really made many saves, but he's just cool as personified in an England shirt for me. Um, and I, you, I don't think you can really look past him. And yeah, I've, I've got a few left field choices in my team as well. I think Pickford was just kind of too glaringly obvious to not go for. Um, so I, I'll, I'll stick with him. Maybe if Danny Ward had made it to the quarterfinals or the semifinals, it would have been considered slightly more. But the round of 16, conceding four goals, of course, none of them were necessarily his fault. Um, Nico Williams but you know I think <laughs> I think um, he just didn't make it far enough for me uh, yeah I, I mean I don't think Wales would have got as far as they did without him in goal he made some crucial saves mm-hmm. there but anyway we'll move up the pitch to right back anyone want to go first or do you want um, to- yeah I'll say I'll, I'll go um, I mean to be fair, a player I didn't know a whole lot about before the tournament you, you hear his name kind of one of those that gets linked with clubs you know and so on and so forth. I, I do think I'll, it's a bit harsh on, on Dumfries that I've not picked him for right back. I've been really impressed with him this tournament. I think obviously, I think I said before that he heard all these rumours about a move to Everton. He was like, no, I need to distance myself from that. He had a really good tournament just to make sure that he actually moves to you know a good club. Um, and then but I've gone with Yukwin Miley. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. He's got a, the A and the E. Pardon? Wacky Mailer. Mailer. There we go. Mailer. I think I've just been so impressed with him. Um, he's just been really good. He's been probably Denmark's best player in this tournament. Um, left-footed right back as well. It's it's pretty, you know, a bizarre thing. Not often you see that. What are you saying, Kira? I think you've had an Ollie moment here. Nathan. I was going to say, he's a left-back. He's, he's a he? left-back. Yeah. He's a left-back. I swear, give me a sec. He does. Yeah! Me a sec. Someone else has done it! Give me a sec. <laughs> playing left wing back for Denmark uh, Stryger Larsson or Daniel Vass has been playing oh right no back. this is a howl you've done a me oh, you hate oh wait 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 let me share my screen right now oh nah I'm not allowed it I'm not I'm staying I'm staying right back what playing for Denmark I don't know man but he's a right back by trade but Denmark, right, and I'm, the for Denmark, for Denmark is, he has played left back talking in my head let's see let me see <laughs> Oh man, but he's a right back by trade, so I'm putting him in because he's been he's been very good. And I, I'm not having this as a Robertson moment because you know damn well Robertson left back. Yeah, Marlino, okay. big fan of him at club. Well, right back. Yeah. He's a right back by trade. He's going in my team just because I wanted to fit in another left back. You know, I'm like Southgate, but for left backs. And I wanted. <laughs> I think he's been just really good, and albeit wherever he's playing, <laughs> I'm just double checking. <laughs> yeah, I was wrong. Cool, but. <laughs> yeah, fine. He plays left wing back, but he's going right back because he has to be fit into this team. He's been really good and um, just one of Denmark's main threats, attacking threats. Him and another player that will probably mention later on, Damsgaard, has linked up really well down that left side, so be it. But he's just been really good and obviously it's he puts himself in a great position for, for a big move. You know, I, I don't know if he wants to, to leave Atlanta. They're a very good team, but he's someone that can play on the right and left. So it, yeah, I don't, it's... I... Starting for Atlanta because they've got Gosens and Hatterbo starting as their wing backs. So, I mean, based on this tournament, you know, you wouldn't blame him for wanting to move on. I mean, 
I'm just going to quickly go in there with my actual right back. You know, he is a right back. If we're just saying he's got to be in the team, I could just make a, you know, a full team of people in wrong positions. But Nathan's already said it. He said it was unlucky to miss out. But Dumfries is my starting right back. Um, I think he's just been too good to look past. And he's one I definitely can imagine getting a transfer soon. Um, if he wants one, that is. I'm not going to force him, you know. Um, but he's been a quality, quality uh, player in this tournament. Stood out for Netherlands, who I thought, you know, they did all right in terms of where they got to, but I, they didn't really perform as well as I expected some of the players anyway. Uh, but for he's someone that really stood out for me. And so, you know, he just slots in there. And like Nathan said, he's it was hard done, looked over, especially getting looked over for a left back anyway. But um, Right back by trade. They put him there in the international. <laughs> I have been watching this tournament last time. Oh, that's a good choice. I, I mean, definitely considered it for me. But I've just gone with someone who's just... As much as I hate to say this, I really love him as a player. Um, I've gone for Cesar Aspilicueta right back. I just think in terms of solidity, you probably don't get anyone better. He also managed to chip in with a goal against Croatia, which for him is very rare. And I just, I just love his work rate and his passion. And you can see that he's a leader on and off the pitch. And... You know, I'd imagine those first two games, Spain haven't looked the, the greatest. Aspilicueta is someone you want in that dressing room, kind of pumping you up and ready for things. And I just think he's a leader. Um, and kind of that's why I've gone for him. The goal obviously helped as well, but I don't think he's really been exposed that much defensively either. I, he was actually my backup if I wasn't picking Dumfries. Yeah, Dumfries was my backup. So. Yeah, I was picking Aspilicueta. He's a great player. And you forget how old he is, to be honest. I know he has yeah. maturity, but he still looks, you know, fit as a fiddle. So, yeah, no, a good choice there, to be fair. What are our centre-back pairings then? Or did you want to do left-back? Well, let's not forget left-back first. Um, I'll go first again. This time I'll, I'll re rearrange my pick. I'll pick a left-back. I'll, I'll pick too many left-backs, it seems. Again, I'll, I'll say the person I feel has been harsh to miss out. Uh, Luke Shaw and Gossens. I've been really impressed with Gossens for Germany. That he didn't have a great tournament, but he was one of the, the lights, shining lights in that team. And again, another player that could be in a position for a move. But I'm going to go for the guy that unfortunately had his. I believe it was him that had his tournament curtailed by a horrible injury, and that's Spinozola. I've, I'll be honest, I didn't know who that was before the tournament started, but now I do, and I think he's he's a fantastic player. And it's such a shame that he's he's been injured because I mean, surely the future is really bright for him after after that performance. I don't know how old he is, but. I mean, more eyes on him than 28, but the future is bright for him now because he's finding that spot, like getting the recognition that he deserves on, on the international stage. And it's a shame that it had to end the way it did for him. You look at the Italy team, and there are a lot of standout stars, and it's a bit of a weird one for him to be, you know, saying one of the better players in their tournament. But you picking him, you know, is going to make my choice easier because it was between him or Shaw, and I don't want to be the same as everyone else. I'll go with Luke Shaw for my um, my starting left back since you've taken Spinozola. I probably was going to go with Spinozola, but let's, you know, get a bit of difference in here. And I've gone from Luke Shaw, who personally for me, at this moment in time, based on form, is the best left-back in the world. My United fan bias, maybe. But he is so, so good. And Jose Mourinho is absolutely kicking himself because what a man Luke Shaw has been recently. What a guy. And hopefully he performs as well tonight. And fingers crossed, on Sunday, if we get there. It's ironic, isn't it, that Luke Shaw delivers an absolute masterclass in the backyard of Mourinho's new club. Yeah. That's just, right that is just amazing how... Um, but Nathan, do you want to know the, the main reason as to why I knew that Joachim Mailer was a left back? Because <laughs> you watched Again, someone who I haven't heard of. I knew kind of towards the end of the season that Luke Shaw was starting to come into his own. So to be honest, I'm not surprised that he's had this good of a tournament. But I think over the course of the four games that Denmark have played well in, 
he's been a massive part of that. Going forward on that left side, he's got a great goal against Russia and against Wales. Um, and I'm really worried about him tonight. Probably out of all the Denmark players, it's him that actually panics me the most. Um, just because of how deadly he's been, especially considering it's probably going to be Carl Walker who starts at right back. Um, left back was kind of the most stacked position in terms of who you could select mm. there. Um, that's kind of why I thought I'll just go slightly left field and go for someone who maybe others won't go for. But I wasn't expecting them him to be on the other side. I nearly <laughs> did it. Well. Yeah, I nearly did it as well because I wanted to include one of Shaw or Spinazzola, but I just thought I'll just go left field with it because. I've been really, really impressed with him. Sure. I mean, two centre-backs, Kieran, who have you gone for? Oh, man, this was a tough one. Um, one was pretty easy for me. The, the man who looks like he's 56 years old, but plays like he's still 23, Giorgio Chiellini, absolute shithouse masterclass. Um, every single time, Chiellini could make the easiest block ever, or Benucci could make the easiest block ever, and they will hype each other up like they've just won the World Cup. It's that sort of camaraderie and leadership that I, I love about them. And that's why kind of they've got so far. Italy have not conceded many goals at all. I think, what, one against Belgium and one uh, last night against Spain for when we're recording this. So it's not many at all. He's just an absolute warrior. Um, and, you know, it, 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 it looked a bit in jeopardy. So I think he missed a game through an injury and it could have been quite easily his tournament over. But he's come back. And he's look, he doesn't look a day over 30. Um, and, you know, just the stuff with Alba last night with the, before the penalty. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest, I imagine that played a part. Um, but he's just someone who age just does not define for me. And I think he's a brilliant centre-back still. You know what I like most about their two centre pairings, despite their age, and to be fair, age doesn't really impact it, but not only are they great defenders, but they're great long ball passers. Like their accuracy to pick out a player, and especially when I was watching them in the group um, stages, was just incredible. Um, so for having that sort of passing ability, even in your centre back pairing, you know, you can clearly see you're probably going to get to a final. Mm. I mean, you could pick Chiellini and Benucci if you wanted to. I mean, I've not oh. gone with Benucci, but I agree with the, the Chiellini shout. I mean, what a player. It's just, you know, and if you, you see how passionate they are, you know, if you want to watch, you know, them belt out their national anthem, it's crazy. Oh they really want it, you know, and that's why Italy, I think Italy probably will end up winning it, but I mean, they, they're just so, they really want it and it feels like they're, this is their moment. Because how old is Chiellini? I know age, you were saying age and a barrier, but I mean, he's getting on, let, let's not lie. Yeah. There's going to be a time where, you know, probably after the next World Cup, like I think so. I think 34, 35. But probably yeah. the next World Cup will be their last their last major tournament. So they have to perform. And, and Chiellini and Bonucci 36. have both done that after, you know, less, Juventus yeah. haven't had the best seasons either. So they've come and they've delivered for, for their country. Kieran, who's partner in Chiellini for you? Oh, it, it's a tough one because I think since the um, Finland slash Belgium game, the the pairing of, or I say pairing, Vestergaard's had a few moments where he's looked a bit frail, but I think Simon Kier and Christensen have been brilliant for Denmark defensively. You know, they've stopped a lot of attackers, but in terms of someone who's just had the most ridiculous impact, in my opinion, on the defence that he plays for, I've got to go for Harry Maguire. You know, I just think, you know, you can say what you want about that he missed the first two group, game, group games. There's just something about the England defence that makes me feel so at ease when he's there. And I never thought I'd say that because I always thought Maguire was a liability. And, you know, point in case, the fact, I believe it was against Denmark where he got sent off for England. 
um, not too long ago. So to see kind of how far, it's almost like he's matured, I'd say, into just someone who just, he, do, he doesn't look like he's going to make a mistake again. And the way he brings the ball out from the back is just so impressive. And it, it's not even his speed coming out. It's the way he looks after the ball that I just love as well. Um, of course, the header against Ukraine as well was kind of exactly what you want in there for someone who I think probably doesn't show the prowess that he should in the air because in the defensive box, nine times out of ten, he'll win every header, every corner, every free kick that gets brought in. So you want to see that going forward a bit more. And I think we are starting to see that now. It happened um, in the last tournament as well against, I want to say it was Sweden, he scored a header against. Um, so, I mean, regardless of whether or not he's a few less games than others, I think in terms of the impact he's had, it's got to be Harry Maguire. Yeah, I agree. That's that's my two Killian and Maguire. I, I tried to think of like alternatives. Akanji was the only one that sort of sprang to mind in terms of someone that's had a decent tournament. Uh, but yeah, Maguire's just excellent. I mean, Mings did a great job coming in and deputising for, for two games. But it was obvious as soon as Maguire was fit, he had to play. And he didn't look like he'd missed a game. He looked like he'd been playing the whole season with United. It didn't look like he had that long injury. So, I mean, that's a credit to him and, and what a fantastic tournament he's had. And I think probably that those that time at Man United now, the way he's been the leader, he's been the guy in the defence, the, the man with all the pressure on the big price tag, has probably helped him when he comes to it. Not less pressurised environment, but he's got other players around him that have, have similar experiences, have gone for similar amounts of money and that sort of thing. So I think it's benefited him and yeah, he's been excellent. Have you both got the same set about pairing then? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I haven't got either of them um, in mind. What? Um, <laughs> so I've actually gone for Maguire's partner recently and I've gone for Stones. Um, I, he's played... Okay, fair enough. He's played, he's played throughout the entire tournament. He's been great, you know. Everyone was on about Ruben Diaz and, you know, how, you know, they didn't really concede much as a partner, but now he's with Maguire or Mings and they aren't really conceding. So I think you've got a bit of a, you know, consistency there with one player. And so Stones is, is in mind. And to partner him, Kieran did actually say his name a minute ago. I am going to absolutely ball up his name. <laughs> um, but you can, pro um, he is Denmark, Simone, Simone, whatever. Yeah. I yeah. Got, not only because, you know, he's done really well, but also... He saved a man's life, basically. And so he yeah. has to go into my team. I said I'm not just going on performances, I'm going on the biggest shot. And he saved someone's life. He is a national hero. Um, and I don't think we can overlook that. No matter if people have better performances, they haven't saved someone's life. Um, and so he is there, my set, my partnership. I mean, I didn't really pick my team on life-saving abilities. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I put him in there as like as someone I wanted to put in there. But... I just thought I'll just kind of do it for performances. But I mean, he deserves more than being in our team in the tournaments, let's be honest. He, I hey, mean, this is a massive credit. Yeah, like, I mean, you can't, you can't really say otherwise about that from considering what he's done. And I mean, that defines leader on the pitch, you know, yeah. really taking the initiative in that moment to do what he felt was right. And you could see it's something like really affected him as well, because I think. Later in that game, he was brought off relatively quickly. You could see how kind of distressing it was. Not just for him, for, for all the Denmark players, I'd say, as well. Um, but I, I kind of went for, like, on-the-ball performances. But in terms of that, I mean... I mean, you, like, you've got like I've said, my team isn't all based on just the performances based on who've shocked me and, and other reasons. So he gets in that. But I saw your face, especially Nathan's, when I said neither of them were in my um, back too. But I think I think I've made up for it with two fairly decent picks there anyway. So Yeah. I think you've done well there, to be fair. Kia, yeah, Kia's had a great tournament and 
very impressive man, not just a footballer. But um, on to the midfield, we've all kind of just gone with like, we'll say our three, I think. I'll, I'll go first. I, I think Hoiberg was someone that I almost put in, in there because he's had a very decent tournament for, for Denmark. Obviously, Denmark generally had a good tournament in the semi-finals. I've been left impressed by Delaney as well. Locatelli's unlucky to miss out. There's someone I'd heard of, about Locatelli, great player, but I've never seen it. Like, seen him genuinely, not that I didn't see him, think he was any good, but he's coming and he's, he's really shown why he's deserved of a big move this summer. You know, I know he had an awful penalty. Um, well, it wasn't awful, it was unlucky to be fair. It was a good pen, but it was saved. But he'll, he'll be off to Juventus in, in the summer for sure. My, my midfield three, I've gone with Varela, Pedri and Damsgaard. I mean, that's, a, that's like a wonder kid sort of midfield three. But um, Varela has been really impressive. Um, incredible for Inter Milan in their, their title winning season. And has just come in and, and shown levels, shown why he's there. And similar with Pedri, I mean, obviously Barca didn't win the league, but I think he's played over 50 games this season. Poor kid must be knackered, but he's still putting in fantastic performances in high-pressure situations like last night in the semi-final, regardless of result. And Damsgaard, I mean, it's another high-pressure thing. You, you know, Eriksson, what happened to him was horrible, and he's the talisman of that team. He was the guy, you know, he was their best player. Everything went through him. And now he, Damsgaard stepped up and, you know, has done really well and, and established himself as someone that we all have to watch out for now from a player that probably only Italian football fans and, and Den, Denmark fans knew. But now we know we have to look out for this guy because he's so talented. I can't remember who he scored that goal against. I want to say Russia. But Russia, that yeah. was just an absolutely superb goal. It was Ericsson-esque sort of thing. So, really impressive tournament. So, that's my midfield three. What about you, Ola? I mean, I think every single one of us could pick all different players and they will all be incredible because I feel like midfielders are really shone in this tournament. And mine are all different to yours, once again. Um, so, put them where you want, but Italy's midfield has just been incredible, so I couldn't not have any of them. So, I've got only one of them. Though. I, I did stop myself from going crazy. I have Jorginho. I think he's been immense. Um, I think he's got such a wise hand in him. His passing ability is crazy. Um, and I don't feel like he... I feel like he's a bit underrated at Chelsea at times. You know, there's a lot of things linking him away at first when... Um, I've completely gone mine right now. What's the manager called? And Sarri came in, wasn't it? And he was like his guy. And everything really? Sarri did wrong was blamed and, on him. Yeah, and then it just seems to have gone downhill. But no, he's done really well this tournament. Um, I'm, going, I'm going for home team again. Phillips, he shocked me. Um, you know, he had a great first game. I think that's probably his best game in the tournament, to be honest. Um, hasn't necessarily hit that since, but he still had a really consistent and strong tournament. Someone that I didn't even pick in my team to go, didn't really rate him at all. And that's why he's in it, because he has shocked me. I said I'm not completely going on the best performances. I'm going on shock me as well. And he has definitely done that. Um, needs to start for England. He's a great person. Not sure. To, I'm still unsure about Rice and him starting the you know, next to each other, a bit too defensive in my mind, but Phillips, great players. And, and next to him, someone that shocked me, it was meant to be a big thing. And he collapsed, he absolutely collapsed. Didn't work out at Bayern Munich, but it is Renato Sanchez or whatever you want to say his name. He linked with Liverpool. And to be honest with you, that would be a great signing. He has been so good. He's probably the best player I've watched when I watched Portugal because his ability just to win the ball, run with the ball, pass it, he did everything. And he's had a really weird career. Um, so far, but he's still young, so he's still got loads of time to you know become world class. And, and I think this tournament could be the start of you know maybe his, his second stint at you know trying to make a big name for himself. So that's my midfield three. Mm. He had a great season at Lille, didn't he? Um, Sanchez, and now he's linked with um, Liverpool. Asked 30 million, come on, come on, Liverpool, please just get him in. I mean, what a player that would be! Absolute 
looks like a, I mean, Portugal very underwhelming in this tournament as they do tend to be. They're not necessarily the most fun team to watch ever, but I thought that yeah, Sanchez was a, was a standout for them. Kieran, what about your midfield three? Right, just on Renato Sanchez as well, I completely forgot about him because <laughs> I think the first two games, I don't know if he played because I'm pretty sure they played that kind of double double pivot of Danilo Pereira and William Carvalho. But every time he came on, every time he got on the ball, he just looked immense. The game against France, he was ragdolling Pogba and Kante around. It was incredible to watch, but I completely forgot about him. Um, I'm still sticking with the midfield three that I've got, and it's actually all three of these players have been named. Um, you both decided to go for only one Italy player. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Um, that, that midfield has been so impressive to me. Um, so, at kind of the base of it is Jorginho. I think his penalty last night sums up his tournament. He's just had that coolness, that swagger, that like kind of suave about him. Every time he gets on the ball, he sets the tempo for his team, allows the players next to him, whether it be Barella, Verratti or, or Locatelli, to move forward with the ball and score incredible goals, exactly like uh, Nicola Barella did. And that's why he's in my team as well. Um, someone who his work ethic has just been so incredibly, incredibly impressive. You know, in the last stages of the games, he's just looked like he's got a full tank uh, of stamina to go. So, I mean, I, I kind of had to put him in. And another player, my final one, who's a bit of an engine, especially in that first game against Croatia, is Calvin Phillips. Um, like Ollie said, I would say that was probably his best game. Since then, it's kind of levelled out slightly, but I still think he's been incredible. Um, against Germany, him and Rice set the tone perfectly. They never pressed by themselves, or if one of them pressed, the other one would mark the player that they were marking. They just seemed to have the same wavelength with each other, and they complement each other so well. And Kind of the reason I went with Phillips over Rice is just because of that first game performance. He was the best player on the pitch comfortably. Um, so that's my, my, my midfield three. I'd like to describe them as one hell of an engine on those three players. Yeah. Um, and I think they probably complement each other quite well. I mean, the thing with Phillips is, is when he plays for Leeds, he, he's the holding midfielder, isn't he? In that side, he's not. He plays a similar role to what Rice does for West Ham. So we've actually got to see a lot more of what he is capable of. In, in that sort of box-to-box -box role. And, and it's been impressive. And, and I think Leeds have got some player there. You know, I don't think he's going to leave Leeds. So, you know, when you're building your midfield around that sort of player that is versatile and able to do it all that, I mean, Leeds are in great stead with him and, and he's had a great tournament. And keeping John Henson out of the team is a hell of an achievement considering how good he is. So, fair play to him. He probably is unlucky to miss out. I did forget to put him in, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, on to the front three. Um, Ollie, tell us who you've got in your attack, please. Okay, so, I mean, I'll start with my winger. Another player that I don't really highly rate, to be honest with you. I've never been a big fan. I think it's Man United playing Liverpool, Man City. Aren't the best two teams to play for when you're a, when you're a Man United fan. But Sterling, I think, you know, is not necessarily been consistently, you know, he's not been outstanding, but he's been there and he's done what he's there to do. He's scoring the goals and, I mean, without him, we wouldn't have got through the group stages because he was the only person scoring goals for us and he shocked me, to be fair, he's played better and it, my dad, if you're listening, he cannot stand him. I'm not going to apologise though because even when he scores, he goes, what's he good at though? And I'm just like, well, dad, he's just scored. He's had a very good tournament. You, you're just you know, a bit biased, um, but I'm not going to be biased. He is in my team. Um, I think he's hard to overlook. Um, so, yeah, um, there's not much more I can say about him. Up front, or oh, the next two players, I'm going to absolutely ruin their names. Everyone knows if you listen regularly that I can't remember <laughs> his name. So, you know, we're going to go for it. But this guy's probably scored the goal of the tournament. Um, 
absolute hell of a strike. Is it sick? Yes, yeah. there you go. Bang on. Come on, guys. That's it. Put me in this game. <laughs> I'm a surprise. Um, yeah, no, he's up front for me. He's he scored a fair few goals to bet. And another person I very nearly did, he's kind of coming to his own, is Dolberg in the last couple of games. He started to mm. score quite a few. But um, no, shit, got it for me. Uh, maybe that goal, you know, I had a bit of a bias. But like I said, it's not necessarily all down performances. But even if it was, he still played very well. Um, and out on the right for me is a man that hasn't really started necessarily every single game. He is Italian, but when he comes on as a sub, he has absolutely ruined them. And I'm going to completely ruin this name. Um, and it is... I can't say it. Chaser, Chaser, whatever it is. Chaser. Chaser. He's been incredible, to be honest. Um, when he, he came on as a sub and he got them through, I'm pretty sure he scored that all-important goal. And then, you know, he's got pace, his agility. He's, he's just so, so good. Um, out of that attacking, you know, Italian side, you kind of looked at maybe Insignia or, you know, um, Berardi to kind of be the place to do it. But for me, he's been the one I've been most impressed with. Um, and so that's my front three. I think it's pretty good. But I, I should probably go next um, because I've got the exact same front three as you, Ollie. <laughs> Have you? Um, <laughs> yeah, dead. Sterling, big man for the big occasion. Scored when it mattered most. His direct running has been impressive. But sometimes, sometimes it frustrates me. Um, but other times, it's so effective. Um, and he's been very impressive in this system that Southgate's kind of deployed. Shit. If you score five goals with the Czech Republic team, you know, you, you, you must be doing something right. His goal against Denmark, I want to say, perfectly showed the kind of striker instinct that he has. And, you know, if you're scoring from the halfway line against the Scots as well, I mean, you, you're, you're already in my good books. And then Chiesa as well, didn't start the tournament, could have quite easily thrown a strop, but has taken the chances when he's come on, scored the goal against Austria that kind of set the tone for Italy to get through there. Scored last night against Spain. Just a direct runner, someone with a good left foot and a good right foot. You know, he's very ambidextrous in that sense. In that, regardless of which way you take him, you know, oftentimes you tell your fullback, show him on his left, show him on his right. I don't think you can do that with Chiesa. I think he's very good and very talented on with both feet. And and I think if England do get to the final, he's probably going to be the player that kind of sets the tone for Italy going forward, um, and probably will have an important part to play. I'd imagine. I've gone similar. I've, I've done a similar thing what with the what I did with the fullbacks. Where I, with, this time I knew I've done it. This, this time with, I've put two players in playing on the left on the sound. Pretty sure I've been playing left. I hope so. I know Sterling has. He's in my team. Obviously, fantastic performances. I mean, it, you can't doubt him now. You know, he's been absolutely sensation for England. Um, Insigne was the other the, the different player I went for. Shit was my striker. I've just been so impressed and so what players. I, you know, Insigne. I haven't always seen it. I know every time he plays against Liverpool, he's, he's been excellent, but. He, he was. I just thought I was just surprised by how kind of really good he was, and he seems like a bit of a leader in that team as well. Aside from the centre backs, of course, and just been super impressed. I, I think in terms of players that are unlucky to miss out, Yarmolenko was probably the one that springs to mind. I mean, he is the Ukraine team. He is the, he is the man in that team. Like, and for someone that doesn't play a lot for West Ham injuries, probably for, are, are the reason for that. But he's been absolutely superb. I was checking through the stats. I saw Steven Zuba for. Um, I think it's, I don't know. Which, I think it's Steven Zuba for. For Switzerland, um, he's got uh, the most assists in the competition, I believe, or at least second most assists. And, and fair play to him. I can't say his performances stick out in the memory, but he's done very well, clearly. And then Lukaku is the other one, I think. Obviously, if Belgium had got further, we'd be talking about Lukaku probably being the striker of the tournament. But is what it was that they didn't get through. And But he's been impressive again and building an absolutely superb season um, for Inter Milan. 
I can't believe we all had very similar teams, to be honest. Well, the thing is about us, Ollie, is I swear the front kind of four are the only same players we picked. The defence and keeper, we went completely different. We did. I can't believe that. Mad. 